Chapter 19, verses 1 through 15 of Catina Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, Volume 2, Gospel of St. John, by St. Thomas Aquinas. The Sleepervox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 19, verses 1 through 5. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe, and said, Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again, and saith unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you, that ye may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns, and the purple robe. And Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. Augustine, when the Jews had cried out that they did not wish Jesus to be released on account of the Passover, but Barabbas, then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. Pilate seems to have done this for no reason but to satisfy the malice of the Jews, with some punishment short of death, on which account he allowed his band to do what follows, or perhaps even commanded them. The evangelist only says, however, that the soldiers did so, not that Pilate commanded them and that the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns, and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe, and said, Hail, King of the Jews, and they smote him with their hands. Chrysostom. Pilate having called him the King of the Jews, they put the royal dress upon him in mockery. Bede. For instead of a diadem, they put upon him a crown of thorns, and a purple robe to represent the purple robe which kings wear. Matthew says a scarlet robe, but scarlet and purple are different names for the same color, and though the soldiers did this in mockery, yet to us their acts have a meaning, for by the crown of thorns is signified the taking of our sins upon him, the thorns which the earth of our body brings forth, and the purple robe signifies the flesh crucified, for our Lord is robed in purple, wherever he is glorified by the triumphs of holy martyrs. Chrysostom it was not at the command of the governor that they did this, but in order to gratify the Jews, for neither were they commanded by him to go to the garden in the night, but the Jews gave them money to go. He bore, however, all these insults silently. Yet do thou, when thou hearest of them, keep steadfastly in thy mind the king of the whole earth and lord of angels, bearing all these contumelies in silence, and imitate his example. Augustine, thus were fulfilled what Christ had prophesied of himself. Thus were martyrs taught to suffer all that the malice of persecutors could inflict. Thus that kingdom, which was not of this world, conquered the proud world, not by fierce fighting, but by patient suffering. Chrysostom, that the Jews might cease from their fury, seeing him thus insulted, Pilate brought out Jesus before them crowned. Pilate therefore went forth again, and saith unto them, Behold, I bring forth him to you, that ye may know that I find no fault in him. Augustine, it is apparent that these things were done without Pilate's knowledge, whether he commanded or only permitted them, for the reason we have mentioned, viz. that his enemies, seeing the insults heaped upon him, might not thirst any longer for his blood. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and a purple robe, not the insignia of empire, but the marks of ridicule. And Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man, as if to say, 
if ye envy the king spare the outcast ignominy overflows let envy subside verses six through eight when the chief priests therefore and the officers saw him they cried out saying crucify him crucify him pilate saith unto them take ye him and crucify him for i find no fault in him the jews answered him we have a law and by our law he ought to die because he made himself the son of god when pilate therefore heard that saying he was the more afraid augustine the envy of the jews does not subside at christ's disgraces yea rather rises when the chief priests therefore and officers saw him they cried out saying crucify him crucify him chrysostom pilate saw then that it was all in vain pilate saith unto them take ye him and crucify him this is the speech of a man abhorring the deed and urging others to do a deed which he abhors himself they had brought our lord indeed to him that he might be put to death by his sentence but the very contrary was the result the governor acquitted him for i find no fault in him he clears him immediately from all charges which shows that he had only permitted the former outrages to humor the madness of the jews but nothing could shame the jewish hounds the jews answered him we have a law and by our law he ought to die because he made himself the son of god augustine lo another greater outbreak of envy the former was lighter being only to punish him for aspiring to a usurpation of the royal power yet did jesus make neither claim falsely both were true he was the only begotten son of god and the king appointed by god on the holy hill of zion and he would have demonstrated his right to both now had he not been as patient as he was powerful chrysostom while they disputed with each other he was silent fulfilling the prophecy he openeth not his mouth he was taken from prison and from judgment augustine this agrees with luke's account we found this fellow perverting the nation only with the addition of because he made himself the son of god chrysostom then pilate begins to fear that what had been said might be true and that he might appear to be administering justice improperly when pilate therefore heard that saying he was the more afraid bede it was not the law that he was afraid of as he was a stranger but he was more afraid lest he should slay the son of god chrysostom they were not afraid to say this that he made himself the son of god but they kill him for the very reasons for which they ought to have worshipped him verses nine through twelve and went again into the judgment hall and saith unto jesus whence art thou but jesus gave him no answer then saith pilate unto him speakest thou not unto me knowest thou not that i have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee jesus answered thou couldst have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin and from thenceforth pilate sought to release him chrysostom pilate agitated with fear begins again examining him and went again into the judgment hall and said unto jesus whence art thou he no longer asks what hast thou done but jesus gave him no answer for he who had heard 
To this end was I born, and for this cause I came into the world, and my kingdom is not from hence, ought to have resisted and rescued him, instead of which he had yielded to the fury of the Jews. Wherefore, seeing that he asked questions without object, he answers him no more. Indeed, at other times he was unwilling to give reasons and defend himself by argument, when his works testified so strongly for him, thus showing that he came voluntarily to do his work. Augustine, in comparing the accounts of the different evangelists together, we find that this silence was maintained more than once, viz. before the high priest, before Herod, and before Pilate, so that the prophecy of him, as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so opened he not his mouth, was amply fulfilled. To many, indeed, of the questions put to him, he did reply, but where he did not reply, this comparison of the sheep shows us that his was not a silence of guilt, but of innocence, not of self-condemnation, but of compassion and willingness to suffer for the sins of others. Chrysostom, he remaining thus silent, then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and I have power to release thee? See how he condemns himself. If all depends upon thee, why, when thou findest no fault of offense, dost thou not acquit him? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above, showing that this judgment was accomplished not in the common and natural order of events, but mysteriously. But lest we should think that Pilate was altogether free from blame, he adds, Therefore he that hath delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. But if it was given, thou wilt say, Neither he nor they were liable to blame. Thou speakest foolishly. Given means permitted. As if he said, He hath permitted this to be done, but ye are not on that account free from guilt. Augustine, so he answers, when he was silent, he was silent not as guilty or crafty, but as a sheep. When he answered, he taught as a shepherd. Let us hear what he saith, which is that, as he teacheth by his apostle, there is no power but of God, and that he that through envy delivers an innocent person to the higher power, who puts to death from fear of a greater power, still sins more than that higher power itself. God had given such power to Pilate, as that he was still under Caesar's power. Wherefore our Lord says, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, i.e. no power, however small, unless it, whatever it was, was given thee from above. And as that is not so great as to give thee complete liberty of action, therefore he that delivereth me unto thee hath the greater sin. He delivered me unto thy power from envy, but thou wilt exercise that power from fear. And though a man ought not to kill another even from fear, especially an innocent man, yet to do so from envy is much worse. Wherefore our Lord does not say, He that delivered me unto thee hath the sin, as if the other had none, but hath the greater sin, implying that the other also had some. Theophylact, he that delivered me unto thee, i.e. Judas, or the multitude, when Jesus had boldly replied that unless he gave himself up and the Father consented, Pilate could have had no power over him. Pilate was the more anxious to release him, and from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him.
Augustine, Pilate had sought from the first to release him, so we must understand from thence to mean from this cause, i.e., lest he should incur guilt by putting to death an innocent person. Verses 12 through 16. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth, and sat down in the judgment seat, in a place that is called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover, and about the sixth hour, and he said unto the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. Augustine, the Jews thought they could harm Pilate more by the mention of Caesar than by telling him of their law, as they had done above. We have a law, and by that law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. So it follows. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. Chrysostom. But how can ye prove this? By his purple, his diadem, his chariot, his guards. Did he not walk about with his twelve disciples only, and everything mean about him, food, dress, and habitation? Augustine. Pilate was before afraid, not of violating their law by sparing him, but of killing the Son of God in killing him. But he could not treat his master Caesar with the same contempt with which he treated the law of a foreign nation. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat, in a place that is called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gobatha, Chrysostom. He went out to examine into the matter. His sitting down on the judgment seat shows this. Gloss. The tribunal is the seat of the judge, as the throne is the seat of the king, and the chair the seat of the doctor. Bede. Lithostraton, i.e. laid with stone. The word signifies pavement. It was an elevated place. And it was the preparation of the Passover. Alcun. Parascheve, i.e. preparation. This was a name for the sixth day, the day before the Sabbath, on which they prepared what was necessary for the Sabbath. As we read, on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread. As man was made on the sixth day, and God rested on the seventh, so Christ suffered on the sixth day, and rested in the grave on the seventh. And it was about the sixth hour. Augustine. Why then doth Mark say, and it was the third hour, and they crucified him? Because on the third hour our Lord was crucified by the tongues of the Jews, on the sixth by the hands of the soldiers, so that we must understand that the fifth hour was past, and the sixth hour began, when Pilate sat down on the judgment seat, about the sixth hour, John says, and that the crucifixion and all that took place in connection with it filled up the rest of the hour, from which time up to the ninth hour there was darkness, according to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But since the Jews tried to transfer the guilt of putting Christ to death from themselves to the Romans, i.e. to Pilate and his soldiers, Mark omits the mention the hour at which he was crucified by the soldiers, 
has expressly recorded the third hour, in order that it might be evident that not only the soldiers who crucified Jesus on the sixth hour, but the Jews who cried out for his death at the third, were his crucifiers. There is another way of solving this difficulty, viz. that the sixth hour here does not mean the sixth hour of the day, as John does not say it was the sixth hour of the day, but it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour. Parascheve means in Latin preparito, for Christ our Passover, as saith the apostle, is sacrificed for us, the preparation for which Passover, counting from the ninth hour of the night, which seems to have been the hour at which the chief priests pronounced upon our Lord's sacrifice, saying he is guilty of death, between it and the third hour of the day, when he was crucified, according to Mark, is an interval of six hours, three of the night and three of the day. Theophylact. Some suppose it to be a fault of the transcriber, who for the letter Y puts S, six. Chrysostom. Pilate, despairing of moving them, did not examine him as he intended, but delivered him up, and he saith unto the Jews, Behold your king. Theophylact as if to say, see the kind of man whom ye suspect of aspiring to the throne, a humble person who cannot have any such design. Chrysostom, the speech that should have softened their rage, but they were afraid of letting him go, lest he might draw away the multitude again. For the love of rule is a heavy crime, and sufficient to condemn a man. They cried out, away with him, away with him, and they resolved upon the most disgraceful kind of death. Crucify him in order to prevent all memorial of him afterwards. Augustine. Pilate still tries to overcome their apprehensions on Caesar's account. Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? He tries to shame them into doing what he had not been able to soften them into by putting Christ to shame. The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Chrysostom. They voluntarily brought themselves under punishment, and God gave them up to it. With one accord they denied the kingdom of God, and God suffered them to fall into their own condemnation. For they rejected the kingdom of Christ, and called down upon their own heads that of Caesar. Augustine. But Pilate is at last overcome by fear. Then delivered he him, therefore, into them to be crucified. For it would be taking part openly against Caesar, if when the Jews declared that they had no king but Caesar, he wished to put another king over them, as he would appear to do if he let go unpunished a man whom they had delivered to him for punishment on this very ground. It is not, however, delivered him unto them to crucify him, but to be crucified, i.e., by the sentence and authority of the governor. The evangelist says, delivered unto them, to show that they were implicated in the guilt from which they tried to escape, for Pilate would not have done this except to please them. End of chapter 19, verses 1 through 15.